Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. What a privilege and an honor it is to be with you again. We want to talk about live the high life. What does that look like? What does that mean? What are we talking about? Walking in who we are. Remember, if you will believe and know who you are, what will come out of you is who you are. In other words, what manifests. You know, the world has told us for so long and the church how terrible we are. So we hear that every Sunday. You know what, man, if you, if you stop doing this, if you'll pray more, if you'll fast more, if you'll give more, if you'll read your Bible more, if you'll give more money, if you'll do all these things, then, then you can measure up to what God... You don't have to measure up to God. It ain't even about you loving God. It's about Him loving you and understanding how much He loves you. You know, in the book of John, which is one of my favorite books, I went through that book and I began to pull out scriptures and I began to do a word study. And I found that Jesus said seven times, six times in the book of John, John, here's what he said. He said, the Father loves me. But only one time did he say, I love the Father. Why? Because Jesus understood it was not about him loving the Father. It was about understanding how much the Father loved him. Now, everybody's preached the prodigal son. So let's go to Luke chapter 15, verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. And he was still a great way off. The father saw him, had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Now I want you to understand something here. The prodigal son had went off. He'd been sleeping with prostitutes, righteous living, spent all the money that he had, made a bad name for his family, done terrible things. But he come to his senses and realized, hey, look, you know, I, people, my servants live better at home with my dad than, than I do. I'll go back and be a servant. But if you'll notice, his father saw him coming. His father was looking for him. All those years that you ran from God and didn't want to have anything, he was looking out the window waiting for you to come. And once you come, he come running to meet you. Why? Because he come running and he got away off. The father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And he said, my son, that was alive, that was dead, is now been made alive. If you notice the father didn't ask him, what have you done wrong? How much money did you blow? Have you got any money left? Have you spent every bit you have? How many children, you illegitimate children you got out there? He didn't ask him any of that. He was just so happy to see his son. He was so happy for that son that was lost to come back. See, I believe that's the way Jesus is. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 51 and 52. And we'll see some stuff here that I believe is going to really light us up. And then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. So we see here that Jesus increased, but if he, he was subject to parental guardians. In other words, he understand his parents and what place they had in his life. And he was subject to them. you got to understand something here. This is a powerful revelation because we don't understand that we have authority on the earth, but we're in subjection to the authority of Jesus Christ. Now look at Luke chapter 15, 29 to 31. This is about the prodigal son again. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandments at any time. Now, this was a son that had stayed home. You, yet you never gave me a young calf, a young goat, that I might be married with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours come, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me. All that I have is 
yours. And I believe this is a prime example. The son had been staying home. He'd been doing the right thing. So many times I think we as church folks fall into that. You know, I've been serving the Lord for so long. I've been doing the right thing. I've been tithing. I've been giving. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Because we don't understand. He said, you're always with me. All that I have is yours. Everything that you see, son, is yours now. But you didn't even realize it's yours. What would happen if we realize that everything that Jesus has inherited is now ours. And it's all been given to us by a wonderful work of God's marvelous grace. And that's what brings me to Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and receive the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. See, that's living the high life. One translation says he'll reign as a king in the one Jesus Christ. you got to understand, this is not achieve, but receive the abundance of grace and receive the gift of righteousness. He will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You and I are reigning in life. We live the high life because of Jesus Christ. Not because of what we do, but because of what He's done and His perfect example of His marvelous grace. And we got to understand that we're living the high life today because our life has is, is been hidden in Christ Jesus. You say, well, Pastor, you talk about that all the time. I talk about that because the church has been discouraged. They've been, they need to be encouraged. They've been talked about how terrible they are. They need to know how much God loves them. I'm telling you, well, Pastor, it ain't just about that. Sure it is. It's about He done a finished work. He wants you to rest, set, and enjoy His finished work. And if you can ever enjoy His finished work, you can understand the beauty of grace.